to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito headquarters in Austin, Texas, this is the Art of Fighting BS podcast. Science is interesting. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. Let's do this. Hey everyone, Frost here, and just a fair warning that this will not be the most popular podcast we've done. Uh, and that's not because the audio is crap, which which it is. But Dr. Jason Goldsmith is here to provide some frank analysis on Omicron, the pandemic in general, and uh, yeah, some of you are not going to be happy with the conclusions that we come to, so just bear with it, suck it up, or I don't know, go listen to whatever, you know, who cares? Bye. And we're talking about, uh, well, notionally, Omicron updates of the, the current, you know, hellscape that we're living in pandemic and probably gonna hear a rant about the from me about the collapse of the american healthcare industry because i'm living it but you know i'm sure he has a slightly different opinion um but yeah i'm gonna i'll I'm gonna let you just run with it because otherwise i'm sure sure yeah so i actually think omicron's a good thing i'm happy it i am happy it's mutating this way which is what everyone thought would happen over time and uh, we're not good at managing the change, which is always the case because humans aren't good at managing acute changes to things, including changes to threats, but I think it's good. So what do I mean by this? Okay. If you have seen the curves of Omicron versus, uh, let's see here, uh, positivity versus hospitalization. I'm going to try to pull up the chart that I saw earlier. For yes. Time. I'll share my scene really quick. Yeah, I've seen those. The new ones um, that are don't match. Here, well, no, that's September. That's that's not useful. There's one that I'd seen very recently that basically you're fully decoupled now. Um, oh, so, nice. So you basically don't have, um, as you're rising, so we hit like a million cases today, I think. There was, you know, the most recent report, which isn't from today, obviously, but reported today was the most recent number of cases per day. So that was yesterday or the day before. It was a million. A million cases in the U.S. One day. So that would be bad if this was Delta, right? More severe disease. Uh, we, we'd have a lot of hospitalizations, even with the vaccine. But we're seeing that the hospitalizations aren't going up very much. Mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of the hospitalizations are people who are in the hospital for another reason, like Timmy broke his arm and is COVID positive because they test everyone at the hospital. Or uh, someone yes. got COVID. Yes, we do. Has symptoms and real mild symptoms, like a cough. But like, I have COVID, I should go to the hospital. And then goes to the hospital with COVID, and then they're in the ER for three hours, we throw them out. But guess what? They're at the hospital with COVID. Or maybe they're admitted overnight because they yeah. refuse to go home. Because patients can refuse to leave the hospital, and you have to admit them. You can't... Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I know that you can re refuse to stay. 
but you can also refuse to leave. I didn't know about refusing to leave. Yeah, yeah, and most hospital administrators are not. That makes everything you. worse. Yeah, you can't really fight them because they're like, oh, what if they sue us because something in a one in a million chance happens at bad and they wanted to stay, so we'll keep them for a night so we can say we did something and then let them go the next day. Yeah, I gotta watch those H cap scores, right? Than I used to. Yeah. So. We're seeing huge spikes in COVID, like 40% of people are positive right now or something that like get tested, some ridiculous number. The numbers will just be more ridiculous every day. Austin's uh, 33. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So something stupid, right? But if you look at the hospitalizations and the death rate, they're not really budging very much, which is good. We had more hospitalizations last January than we do right now. Yet this is the most infections we've ever had by a lot. So that's a good thing. And right? you're so going to tell us why this is a good thing. Yeah, right, right. So you have so so two things are happening. One, Omicron is less virulent. And I'll go into why in a second. So that means it's it, it, not virulent. It's more virulent, spreads easier, but it's less severe. So it causes less severe disease. And I'll explain why in a second. And you have vaccines on board, which makes everyone have less severe disease to all forms of COVID. Whatever variant you have, you have less severe disease if you're vaccinated. That's their whole point. Not, you know, so I'll get yes. into what people thought vaccines are supposed to do, what they actually do. But the point of the vaccines is so if you get COVID, you don't die. So step one, we have that in much more of the population than we did in, during, say, the Delta spike, even because vaccines are coming online during Delta. Yeah. In the summer. Right. So that's one. Yeah. Yeah. Two, we have much. We have a virus that spreads more, but causes less severe disease. So why is this good? I'll get to mechanism later. Let's get to the money, the punchline here. Well, first one I described hmm. as the Oprah Winfrey of vaccines. You get a car and you get a car and you get a car. You get COVID, you get COVID, you get COVID. Everyone's getting COVID. This thing's more infectious than chicken pox right now. It's our not is like 12 or 14 or something stupid. Yeah, that's nuts. That, yeah. That's ridiculous. Delta was six to eight to 10, depending on who you were looking at and what was going on. This is worse. Okay. Well, why is it worse? We'll get to that later. Hold on, okay? So, everyone's gonna get it and not many people are gonna die from it. Everyone's gonna get it and get another boosted immunity. Even the unvaccinated people will gain some immunity. Everyone who's been vaccinated will get more refreshed immunity. And then the virus is gonna run out of reservoir to start infecting people. Some people will still have it, but it'll be much lower levels and that's how you get an endemic disease that kind of bounces around seasonally like the flu. Yeah. And it doesn't kill you because it's less virulent. No, because it it's weak. It spreads really rapidly. Yeah. So it out Unless you're just else. weak. Yeah, I mean. You, yeah, weak people are still going to die, but that's what the flu does. Yes. It will still kill some people. It's not zero, but it's like the flu, essentially, for lack of a better comparison. Everyone say it's flu, it's not the flu. No, it's not the flu, but we're trying to compare here. Okay. So that means that three months from now, it's going to basically burn itself out. We're going to. Everyone's going to have had it. We're all have been sent home from work at some point just because you had a random positive test because work makes you test or whatever, right? You're all going to get positive. You traveled, you got a COVID test. Oh, you're positive. Everyone's going to have a pain in the butt. Kids are going to have to stay home. And then it's done um, because it burns itself out slash everyone's had it. And we start realizing that being COVID positive isn't the thing. It's how many people are in the hospital, right? That's what matters. How many people are in the hospital, sick, severe disease, dying, all of that. Especially if we start stop counting COVID hospital as yeah. you're here for your broken arm and have COVID, right? 
do you have symptomatic severe disease from COVID? That's what we yeah. care about, right? Showing up to the yeah. hospital to manage. Are you on the, the way to uh, to being intubated? Yeah. yeah. Look at the ICU so, utilization rate. Or you, you got the sniffles. Yeah. ICU utilization rate is not that high right now compared to last time. We're, you know, it's always high this time of year, but it's not like last year, right? We're not, you know, stacking people two or three on top of each other in an ICU because we're out of space. We're just not. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. that's so why this, this is all good stuff. So, so the, the bad part is humans are really bad at adapting. So, everyone's like, we should test <laughs> everyone asymptomatically all the time because they could spread it. Well, guess what? You're positive on that asymptomatic test. You took it when you went into work. Okay, you didn't go in. Cool. You avoided infecting people that day. Except your family, now they have to stay up. Oh, you go in, it was negative today and it's positive tomorrow. Well, you still spread it to everyone in that one day of window period where it was negative before it was positive. We know that happens. And now they're all flipping infected anyway at work. What'd you do? Nothing. Yeah. The COVID test did not stop anything from happening. The infection rate... Like, like the people who are negative on day zero or day one and positive on day two happens a lot with the antigen tests. And I can't give you numbers because we're still like figuring this out, yeah. but like we're seeing this happen and they infect everyone on day one. Oops. <laughs> Everyone's going to get it. Literally no. everyone is going to get COVID. The only way not to get COVID is not to get tested to see if you have COVID. <laughs> so get your shots, get yeah. your booster, because that yeah. provides some protection from this pain in the ass, right? And wait for society to figure out that yeah. we don't have to flip out about it anymore. Now, is it going to be obnoxious? Yep. Well, Texas, where I live, has already decided they were not flipping out at any point. So, you know, we're just going to, I mean, the people working healthcare kind of flipping out but the people running the state but, but even, no, even why is healthcare no. flipping out and this is where now i'm now having to argue with other doctors is everyone's just like oh it's covid bad bad covid i'm like well hold on what are we doing about this why do we care that covid is that you have covid right now you're asymptomatic or have a sniffle you would never see a doctor normally for this why are we worried now, hospitals are getting overrun, but they're getting overrun not because they literally ran out of beds. They're getting overrun for two reasons. One, a whole bunch of healthcare workers quit because they're sick of this shit. And so you can't staff as well. So you have empty beds because of staffing ratio. Two, the person took a COVID test, was positive, and has to stay home now while being perfectly fine. Yeah. So Five they still days. can't staff no. the hospital. For five days. Yeah. Right. And but five days the CDC cut it down. And... Yep. Oh, you're cutting yeah. out. Nurses are up in arms about that if you read uh, like yeah, Reddit's okay. nursing section. And, and doctors and, are uh, too. I'm like, wait a minute. If you're ace, it says if you're asymptomatic or basically mostly improved after five days, you can come back. If you had a cold, you would have done this. If you had the flu, you would have done this. If you had the flu and you felt like shit on day one and two, yeah. you'd come back by day five, even if you had a little bit of a sore throat and you're wearing a mask. And in this case, an yeah. N95 all day. So if you want to argue patient safety concerns, I'm in the ICU, maybe I'll buy it and you shouldn't. Maybe, but frankly, 
we need healthcare workers. But if you're feeling fine or 90%, why can't you come back after day five? Yeah. What, what is, what is, who is being harmed? Yeah. The nurses and doctors saying, oh, you're going to try to, you're killing me by making me do this. I'm like, you would go back, to, you doctors, you literally used to go to work while vomiting, which is bad. We shouldn't be doing that. If you're sick, you should stay and home. As rock, but if you're mostly better and vaccinated, some of them, right. But if you're mostly better and vaccinated, what are we doing? Why are we now flipping out that they want you to come back after five days? Now, if you're getting worse, you're yeah. I know the other symptomatic big. Okay, don't come back because you're not doing better. The, yeah, the other big issue they had was on was with the American Heart Association. I guess uh, said that don't worry about PPE when going to administer, you know, uh, like the CPR or something right now. Yeah. So you know how everyone's going to get COVID. Everyone's going to get COVID. Yeah. So why are you stopping saving your life? <laughs> I get it. When we didn't know what it was, how to treat yeah. it, no vaccines, you're like, it's them or me. A healthcare worker can save 10 other people. Let's be honest. Put your paws, put your N95 on. That's going to help the society at large, right? Now, if I'm immunocompromised, yeah. if I have other reasons, yeah, maybe you need to pause and put an N95 on. Like, I'm not going to write rules for everyone here. There's, there's all types of edge cases. But you're a young, healthy person. You're triple vaxxed. Maybe you're on your fourth vax because you're boosted in healthcare because I'm sure that's going to come, right? Like you're, you're well protected. You got to run in and save someone's <laughs> life. You do that. This isn't TB, which isn't really yeah. treatable in some cases. It's COVID. You may get a cold from it and you'll be fine mm. because you're vaccinated. Yeah. It's like people forget the point of the vaccine. So let's jump to that point of the goddamn vaccines. Point number one from them from day one, you get it. You don't die from the disease. Ideally, you don't get that sick. The vaccines do great on that. They've done great on that in every variant that we've found after two doses, even before a booster. They do great at preventing you from dying. The other cool thing was initially the vaccines generated huge antibody titers, way better than we thought they would. After just two doses, they generated a lot of neutralizing antibodies that prevented people from getting sick with the original ones. Well, shit, that's great. Oh, the antibodies go away after six to eight months? Well... The guess was anywhere from like three months to two years would be how long for the antibodies to go away. Because if you look at the different SARS, MERS, all those yeah. other coronaviruses from the common cold, we know they don't persist forever. COVID's like six to eight months, maybe six. Oh, the mm. antibodies go away. Yeah. No shit. Oh, the antibodies go away and I can get infected again and spread it to other people. Yes, this is related to the common cold. When you get the common cold, are you immune to the common cold? No, you have a kid who hasn't been in daycare, but lots of parents who've had kids in daycare. Remember when you send your kid to daycare, you as the parent get the shits, the vomits, the colds, like the first few years, you're just wrecked by all the crap the kid brings home. And then all of a sudden the kid's still there, but you're not getting wrecked yep. anymore. You'll get a little sick when the kid gets sick, but oh, wait, your immune system's learned all these wonderful viruses they'd never seen before. And now when they see little Timmy again with some virus from someone else's ass you are better <laughs> you get a little sick you get a little sniffle yep timmy can get sick and be out of school feeling terrible and you're just fine that happens all the time to parents yep. because your immune system 
doesn't maintain the antibodies, so you get a sniffle, but the incident recognizes it goes, yeah, I know that motherfucker. I know A, how to kill it, cytotoxic C cells, CDT <laughs> cells, go and kill it. Oh, your memory cells go, oh yeah, I know what you are. Hey, B cells, start revving up those antibodies again. Four to five days later, you have the antibodies and it's out. Versus, I don't know what the fuck this is. Sound the alarm, hit DEFCON 1, blow everything up, kill the foreign invaders, fuck your own body in the process. 14 days later, you have antibodies. That's untrained immunity. But we don't have that anymore. Yeah. And getting infected by Omicron. Or natural immunity. Well, right. But, but multiple infections of COVID does protect you. They found that one infection from COVID is roughly equivalent to one of the two shots. So COVID plus a shot, we talked about this before, is the same as two shots. COVID and COVID, we think, is similar to two vaccines. But that's playing with bad odds, right? Yeah. And it's not consistent, right? So how much you produce from COVID in antibodies in response is not as consistent as what people produce from the vaccines because it's a very regimented, high-quality dose that's designed to do that, right? We're kind of over the dose curve where there's variability, whereas with viruses, you have variable dosing yeah. of the virus and the response. So, yeah, you should get your vaccine. Then you get boosted. And then we're all going to get boosted, across, again, naturally by Omicron. We're all going to get a natural Omicron booster real quick. We're all going to get it. <laughs> and it's going to be obnoxious. Yeah. I'm already picking which video game I'm going to do when I'm home. What's the timeline, do you think? From home. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, so, like, off, you're thinking about six months? Three. I think it's going to be three months three. until it rips through us, maybe three months until we pull our head out after, after that for our heads to be fully out of our asses. But this okay. is this is the this is the essential yeah, end game. Unless something really weird happens, I'm never gonna say, "Oh, what if it doesn't mutate again?" Like I, I can't predict biology completely, but at least all signs are pointing towards this is good. Now, why does Omicron cause less severe disease? Yeah. One, more vaccines than background. Throw that out. Why else does it work? The papers aren't fully peer reviewed yet, but there's so many studies showing the same thing now. It's pretty convincing. Um, Omicron. So COVID goes into cells in a couple of ways. Omicron is really good at infecting your upper respiratory, so your nose and trachea, but not your lungs. So you get it all up here and you spew it everywhere. But it doesn't get in your lungs and fuck you up. Because it's the lungs that kill you. Yeah. Once it starts causing That's... blood clots in your lungs and you can't breathe and then you have some problems. But head cold and loss of Just smell. Just a little bit. Yeah. Eh, which means it's not as good as affecting the endothelium. Cool. Uh, back eight, I heard. What? So, yeah. You... Backache, you, uh, from, for Omicron, uh, people have yeah. been complaining about it, at least. I'm sure that's just general malaise, and then people feel it in their back. But, like, so, COVID affects the endothelial cells. So, that's the blood vessels in your lungs and everywhere else in your body, which is why you get heart attacks from it and strokes and blood clots in your lungs. Mm -hmm right? Little micro blood clots, bad. Yeah. It can also affect your respiratory cells because it's a coronavirus. That's what they flip and do, right? And all your epithelial cells there. Mm -hmm. And they can affect the epithelial cells of your lungs too. That's your lung cells, but causes different consequences. Yeah. So if it affects up here, it doesn't have as many ways to fuck you up long-term. It's a cold again. Cool. Because guess what? One of the five families that cause the common cold is coronaviruses. Ooh. 
So I think this is a good thing. I'm getting yeah. very frustrated that everyone's losing their mind and going, oh my God, there's so much COVID. I'm like, yeah, chill out. Look at how much sickness there is. Canada's apparently already stopped reporting cases and has gone to hospitalizations as is a bunch of other countries are shifting over because it's now a useless number to use total cases. And when that happens here, everyone's going to bitch. That, that sounds, I mean, like this. What? I, I want to come at the angle, the, like the, the psychology of behind this is people don't seem to be able to shift gears like no. at all. They're, they're not flexible. They, they, when it comes to think about reassessing risk, it's a constant thing. It's not like one, one thing and then you stick with it for the rest of eternity. You, you have to adjust and calibrate and retool everything. Just, I, yeah, I know I've lost so much faith in, in the public psych. health system in the United States. Yeah, I know you're big in Evo Psych, and yeah. humans under overestimate novel risk and underestimate chronic risk. But we're kind of on this acute on chronic stress state, so we locked into the acute risk of a year or two ago, and we haven't shifted to what the new state is because we're bad at making that next adjustment to the next pattern. So it's a psychology yeah. shift, essentially. <laughs> and you know how good we are at that. There's going to be so many papers that are written after this. Like, just like, and, and a lot of them are going to just trash, but you know, whatever. This is a rich minefield of like, it's academic information. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating. Um, so, okay. You're like, <laughs> what the hell's gone on with the American healthcare system? Well, I don't know. So this is interesting. People are complaining about how the U.S. doesn't have enough testing because the FDA is very stringent on the rapid tests. There's all types of EUAs, so emergency youth authorization for PCR tests, because you can make a really, really sensitive and specific. Okay, okay, so if people know what that means, a test with really good, aka low false positive and false negative rates using PCR, because it's very specific for the genetic thing sequence. It's basically. For, for, without oversimplifying it, it's basically a form of genetic sequencing specific for the virus in question. So you can design this really easily to do this. It's just not fast. That's why there's no such thing as a rapid PCR. There's a rapid lamp test, which is like a PCR, but has doesn't work as well and can have false amplification and false positives and false negatives. But that's what the rapid nucleic acid tests are. Yeah. Those are really good, but not as good as a PCR. But you can still get those approved. But why can't you get the rapid antigen test? Well, you can. There's that Abbott Binex, right? which apparently has like 75% of yeah. the market. Well, why isn't there 30,000 other competitors? Well, the FDA is really anal retentive on releasing antigen tests because they want the same very good performance metrics, low false positive, low false negative. Why? Because everyone's using them to drive decisions. Other countries are allowing more through that don't have the same performance characteristics. And, you know, like ProPublica has this article dinging the U.S. about us doing it this way. Like, oh, the, you know... It's regulatory capture and only certain players are allowed to get the test passed. And why are we focusing on accuracy and not just getting access to people? I'm like, mm. I actually agree in this case with the FDA. Why? I don't want make people making decisions with bad tests on numbers like this. We already have the problem where you can be negative one day and positive yeah. the next. I don't want it to be a false positive or a false negative as well when we're like, let's test everyone every day. Because that's what the solution is for people is just <laughs> test everyone all the time. Well, if you're going to test everyone all the time, you better have a really good test. Otherwise, like Jesus Christ, like even a 1% false positive rate is disastrous when you test 10 million people a day. 
right? That'd be yeah, huge. no, that's huge. Yeah, right. And you can't do it, right? You got to have like really <sighs> good numbers. So the use case dictates what you're going to do. So, oh, this breaking yeah. CDC no, I'm, right now I'm, recommends I'm, that kids ages 12 to 17 get the Pfizer booster five months after their vaccination. So look, kids are getting boosted. Man. Oh, guess what? Because their antibodies okay. dropped again. And we're trying to stop just huge numbers everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, is there any point to getting an under five vaccinated at some, at any, at all anymore? Or just hold out until they get it and hope whatever. I don't know. I bet little Timmy's are <laughs> at it. Have you seen them wear masks in daycare? Yeah. Little they're Timmy, daycare wearing, definitely has. They're not wearing yeah. masks at daycare very well. Do we ever know that they have it? No, no, because the number of people with under five with symptoms is very, very low. There's a rise in hospitalization this time around. It's people who happen to be COVID positive and are in the hospital for other reasons. Yeah. That's everything I've been able to find. Yeah. yeah. Now we're, I mean, we are testing everybody that comes into the ED for RSV and the flu and COVID. And let's just say my life sucks. So. Mm -hmm. Yep, everyone's gonna get the COVID test. Everyone gets the COVID test. Yeah, I almost yeah. quit this weekend. It was that bad. It was just oh god. What platform do you use for COVID? Uh, we we've got the Abbots, the little get, the little ones. Abbott Rapid. What about for the PCR? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, I mean we. We we do the the rapid ones and then we we have to do those individually and then the uh, we bulk do the uh, the alenity uh, ones alenity. you know but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's just it. <laughs> yeah no and that's just on top of everything else that we normally do uh -huh. and let me guess they doubled your staff to help support all this extra <laughs> workload right. Or oh yeah, instead, but did you have, did no, you have people no, quit? No. Did you have people quit yes. in the last year? And so between quitting to replace them, and some current COVID positives too. Oh, you have so, are they symptomatic yeah. COVID, or they happen to be asymptomatic COVIDs who now have to stay home because they're asymptomatic but COVID positive? I have been told that I'm not supposed to ask questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah 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 when you say asymptomatic gets people yeah. sent home in a vaccinated situation and everyone's going to get it everywhere anyway there's a decoupling of the sense making and the policy i know sense making is a four-letter word but it's, it's a good thing like something mm -hmm. doesn't make sense right if you're like Everyone's going to get it regardless if we send someone home for being asymptomatic positive because it's just everywhere and we can't keep up. And they don't have symptoms. <clears throat> and they could have just been negative today and positive tomorrow. What are we doing? And we don't want a lockdown. But we're just sending everyone home. You're basically doing a testing form of a half-assed lockdown. Just be like, don't come in if you feel sick. Get a test for COVID so we know to give you dexamethasone or Tamiflu. yeah yeah because i mean right now actually in texas it's like twice as much of a problem because in central texas every year there's the cedar pollen that explodes everywhere it's just it's a 
half the state is overrun with this, and all the symptoms are exactly the same as COVID. And they're all COVID positive at the same time. You don't know what it is. We're yeah. I would just like to at this point remind you what pollen is. Yeah, you, you couldn't tell. Did, did you know what pollen is part of the plan? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, I know. I, and I don't want to think about it too much because plant sperm. I, I feel violated. Yeah. When you get that pollen yep. on your face. Yep. But there is a Japanese term for that that I'm not going to say because I'm a grown up. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll get the E at some point again on this podcast. <laughs> So, all right. So there's that. Oh, I am a serious uh, sending person. Sending everyone home has been real fun. So, all right. What what else do we want to cover? Uh, will kids under five eventually have a vaccine option? Sure. Yeah, great. We'll give it to them too. Why not? I'll make people feel better. But you better have to find data that shows that it works and they're having trouble doing that right now. I was only <laughs> off a month for the uh, the kid vaccine. Okay. I was off a month. I will say I, it came out a month earlier than I thought. But the data was very marginal, and they had to use still, modeling to show that it was effect, really worth it for ages uh, 5 through 11. Yeah. So. Yeah, our, our kid has the, just had the second. And then and the, back in school, back in, in person school yeah. after the holidays. Hey, want to so. know what? My kid got his two doses recently, but it's been doing BJJ for about a year now. During the pandemic, he did before two hand as well, but you know he was um, vaccine eligible for most. Yeah, of them, and it was still rolling oh. with people. Yeah, I have not been on the mat myself in like since this thing kicked off. So I'm looking forward to something. I don't know. I might just oh. do fucking aikido just because things are. <laughs> who cares? Uh, let's see here. I train. I, I have the tonight. itch. I help teach the kids class tonight. Tomorrow I'm teaching the kids class tomorrow night and doing the morning class. And then Saturday I'm substitute teaching for the adult class because the coaches have COVID. And half the school had to go. <laughs> the coaches taught and I was out of town because I was in Hawaii, but the coaches taught a class last week and were COVID pot found out they were COVID positive two days later. And so the entire class had to go home and get quarantined for a week. Because guess uh, what? Yeah. Everyone and that's why I've avoided it. Why bother yeah. not doing the things I like to do? Because I don't know where I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. I fly enough for work. I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. It, it took me a little bit myself to switch gears from the Delta mindset to the Omicron mindset. And that sounds like something out of fucking Joe Rogan, man. I'm an Omicron male or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just it, you've got to reassess. Right. So I was, so, you know, when you're sent to the <laughs> ICU and told to wear the same N95 for a week or two, you're already exposed. I don't know how much times uh, I was infected with COVID asymptomatically yeah. in 2020 before I got my shot at the end of last year. Uh, my one year anniversary of my vaccine it, it was a year has already passed from my first dose of my vaccine. My second dose it's anniversary is the 18th one year. Like, so yeah. my <laughs> Omicron mindset was, well, the vaccines protect me from severe illness. I had those a long time ago and I got boosted in August. I give zero fucks. I got my vaccine. That's the whole point. Yeah. 
Went to jujitsu. Was thinking about getting a getting a boost this uh, in the next couple of days, just because because I can. Uh, yep. And then no stack it too close. Just don't give a fuck anymore. Less than uh, five months apart. But yeah. I'm which getting my, I'm getting my fourth because I no August. Yeah. Yeah. So six months for me uh, will be January 18th, which is my one year. Which will be my six month, which means my next vaccine. It's a booster. Yay! It raises the antibody levels. We get a flu shot. Anniversaries are great. COVID. I'm fine with getting a COVID shot every fall to cover me for the six months. Okay. Cool. Good story. Right? I mean, that may be what it is. You just get that's a that's just a completely side thing that just occurred to me. Um, what are, What's the chances of us being able to come out of this with a shot for the common um of some sort i mean i know that's not one thing but if we could just kind of roll all that together well you could mix a whole bunch of different mrnas together give that in the winter and then help people not have common colds in the winter again the antibodies will go away right but you could mix that every winter you could end up with yeah i mean covid and flu combo shot and then a common cold combo shot when you just go and get one in each arm every october have a shitty two days then you're good for the winter you don't get the shit anymore yeah, you can make a vaccine almost anything. That, that would be cool. MRNA. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So, so when I say you can get to make a vaccine yeah. almost anything with mRNA vaccines, they were designed to try to make cancer vaccines, and there are <laughs> issues with that um, because it's hard to vaccinate against cancer. You can't vaccinate against HIV with it because the problem with HIV isn't that we can't make an immune response to an antigen of HIV. We can do that. We've been able to do that for a long time. It's that HIV still infects your immune cells that remember you had an immunity and destroy that. So the problem with HIV vaccines is what HIV infects, which is T cells, T helper cells specifically. Yeah, which is what you use. So Right. So that's the problem. Yeah. But like, could you make a vaccine to the flu that's easier to predict every time? Yeah, because you could have a much shorter time from like, okay, I know what the strains are going to be. And three months later, I have flu vaccine. Versus we have to guess, we could actually wait for some confirmation and then do it and distribute it. So that could, it could revolutionize flu vaccines. Yeah. You can make vaccines of the common cold. You're looking at like RSV vaccines, which haven't been super successful to this point. There's all types of stuff. Huh. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't want to consider myself a vaccine extremist, but... Uh, since I'm not too worried about the government trying to control my brain or give me free Wi-Fi uh, or, or sterilize me for their genocide, whatever eugenics program, I, I'm okay with vaccines for just about whatever. You know? Oh, it's like one of the greatest. I don't think we're competent enough to roll out something like that. No, we're not. I can't even imagine the science to be required for what you're describing. Generally, sterilization, <laughs> sure, I can figure out a way that you can give a shot that does that to people, but that seems pretty stupid. I don't know why we would do that. Yeah. Microchips with Wi-Fi. We already have Wi- you know, We've already <laughs> given everyone a microchip with Wi-Fi in it that you carry around all the time and won't leave by yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're being tracked everywhere. Yeah. Especially if you use TikTok. Yeah. I know not use TikTok. I am TikTok free. TikTok. I mean, yeah. Me too. That, that's some nasty shit there. Uh, I don't even have Facebook on my phone. Uh, so. I'll use that just because messenger yep. yeah. 
Don't have that either. In fact, I can't even use Messenger on the Facebook website because I don't have any Facebook apps. So they, they make it so that you want to download it. And I'm like, I don't care that much. I just won't reply. <laughs> nice. All right. So what else should we cover here? Any other outstanding stuff other than stop flipping out about Omicron <sighs> and chill the hell out? I think that's a, the, the best takeaway from this is like, I stopped worrying and started to love the, I don't know, something. I'm trying to make a Dr. Strange love joke here, but it's, it's not coming ass. together. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass because it's going to take us forever to get over the fact that we don't have to live like we did. But it'll be a good thing in the end. You just got to yeah. write out the winner. Yeah. Stop for sending people, stop sending doctors home for being asymptomatic and then having less people in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. That, I. If this thing had kept up, let's just say we had one more Delta nasty quality variant before this this happened. I'm not sure things would have survived in their current form when it comes to our healthcare system because we are we're already fragile with lean staffing with, you know, bean oh, counters know, trying to drive profit making. Oh, it's already really hosed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not only that, but well, so you have to remember a virus does not want to become more virulent and more severe at the same time. If something super transmissible and kills people really quick. It burns itself out almost immediately. Yeah. Or it freaks everyone out and they hide at home and stop transmitting immediately and then it burns out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I played the pandemic game. So like, <laughs> that was the challenge, like, right? You gotta sneak it in there. COVID caused your eyeballs to explode and then you died. Like spectacularly in front of other people two days later, right? Everyone would have just stayed the F home. No one would have thought it was a hoax or anything. Everyone would have been like, F no, put them in a yep. room and keep them away from everyone. And everyone else would have been locked down. It would have yeah. been contract traces and hazmat suits instantly. Anyone who thought they could have had it would have hid from everyone else and it'd be done. Right, right? Because yeah. it's so scary. That, right? Look at Ebola. Yeah. It's not as transmissible, obviously, but people like flip out rightfully about how bad that is and run away from it. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's. I was there. I was there when it came back to New York City in uh, 2014. I was at West Point, and um, we everybody was like minorly freaking out about that one dude in Brooklyn who went, you know, who had Ebola. And... Yeah, you know exactly. And then like that, then there was that plane of with it or whatever. That was amazing. And that's nurse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I'm just um I hope we don't have another pandemic like this for another hundred years because the people that are alive today are they're so done with everything that we tried to do to make more people survive that it we can't ask anything else of them. They're they're just done. Even people that conscientious people that trying to do the right the whole time, just nobody gives a shit anymore. And except for the, the people that have made that part of their identity is like, I am the COVID crusader. I will write all the social COVID justice issues. And so uh, I have tried not to be that person myself. So I don't even give the stink eye to people who 
refuse anymore, uh, especially since it's Texas and, you know, but, but still. Ugh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it drives me nuts, man. I've given, I like, like you, you can't ask this of everyone forever. Right? Nope. Nope. And yeah, so I, I think what, if we're going to put out a, a message to the people that, that follow us, some kind of little minute sound bite clip to get the, the, the TLDR uh, semicolon version right. of the takeaway from this. What, what would we say that would be to, especially with Omicron and the situation in the world? Uh, three months of suck and then it'll be over. This is the end game. This is the pandemic end game. It's how we convert from a pandemic disease to an endemic disease. Get your vaccine so that it's not obnoxious for you and call it a day. Just get your shots with your life. You're going to get it. It's going to be obnoxious. It'll go away. As long as as soon as society figures it out. It's going to be yeah. real quick. Great. Look, the CDC already said you don't need a quarantine for 10, go to five. Because like, duh. And people are like, oh my God, why did the CDC say that? I'm like, look at a reason. <laughs> Evidence-based decision-making for once. So that's that's awesome. I um, when we push this out as a as a message from our platform, I'm sure you get pushback from the people that have this entire time been like, yeah, rah rah rah, go after those those uh, anti-masker window liquor playground guys. And um, oh yeah, right. Well, I, exactly. Because like, oh, now you're saying it's not as bad. Well, like yeah, I am saying it's not as bad because things change. Same thing with vaccines. What do you mean the vaccines don't prevent against infection the whole time? Does that mean they don't work? No, they work. They prevent infection for a while and prevent you from dying the whole time. What, like, this is what, I, I God, even at the very first or second, the second podcast, I'm like, look, this thing's going to mutate over time and become more virulent and less severe, and that's how you get endemic disease. I'm almost certain I said this on one of these times I was on here. Like, this is like yeah. what they do. This is Textbook, how viruses adapt to their hosts. It's evolution, folks. Yeah. We're seeing it in action. <laughs> Microevolution, right? Non, non yeah. a speciation, but within a species, adaptive change. Fascinating. Um, you know, a virus's lifetime isn't yeah. very long, so it has lots of chances to screw up its DNA and mutate something. Especially viruses, because they're promiscuous that way. Sluts. Like 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 people don't want that's what I don't get. People who are panic. Dirty. Keep dirty. (laughs) People panic, right? Like they've been so used to panicking about COVID the whole time. They're uncomfortable not panicking. Right? They're uncomfortable with the idea of feeling like it's okay to get COVID. I'm like, no, it's okay to get COVID if you're vaccinated. You're not. That's on you at this point, frankly. There's so many competing narratives out there. It's like go live your life, and you know. And now the people that were no, 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 be careful, gonna be the now go live your life, people, you know, crowd, and the the crowd that has been living their life this entire time are gonna be like, well, where do you scared to come live your life now? Where you weren't on our side. It's just I'm so fucking done with our species as a whole. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But well, so, fuck. 
what are the odds that the Republican side, who's been very, I don't want to say all the Republicans, some of them have been actually saying, but right. So what do you think the, I don't want to wear a mask or get vaccinated side of people, that cohort, now when everyone else is like, I guess we can be done, what, what percent of them do you think flip to being pro-mask, pro-like, vaccine every hour, like insanity, just because they have to be the opposite? I- I don't know, man, but I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like just an even trade. If we just flip flop, I'm reasonably sure that if Trump won a set term, um, the more blue anti-vaxxers and just, I'm so fucking tired of the people I share chromosomes with. I I just, can we just go back to, you know, the trees and start over? 